0: And so I want to read uh, from a passage, John 15 in the Bible, and if you've been married by me, many of you would have heard me preach from this passage, because I love this passage. And so if your name is Angel and Stefano, remember this message. And there are a number of you that have preached this sort of message from this passage, I want you to listen again. This is what the Bible says, Jesus said, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Amen. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear any fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Say nothing nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and they are thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Can I ask that we close that door? It's like a hurricane in here. Can someone close the door, please? From this passage, I just want to say a few things. Firstly, that life is full of choices. After all, we're here today, partly, you guys are dressed this way because you made a choice. You made a decision. And so in this passage, we've got what you could consider to be an invitation from Jesus Jesus has given Zakele and Nokofika an invitation, but He's giving all of you an invitation as well. And so what I've learned is that when God gives you an invitation, it's wise to listen. Amen? It's wise to listen because He's given you an invitation, and if you listen, there's wisdom for you. And so I pray that not just you guys, but everyone who's here would listen to this invitation. Because this invitation isn't just for you guys, it's for every one of us here. So here's three invitations. The first invitation from Jesus is this, remain in me. Remain in me. and As you get married today, Jesus is saying to you, remain in me, guys. Remain in me. What that means is put me first in your lives. That's what you've done. You said you would on the corner there when I met you, but you've done it. And I want to say, Jesus is saying to you, keep remaining in me. Put Jesus at the center of your life and of your marriage, and that will be good for you. And the promise here is that if you accept Jesus' invitation to remain in him, Three things are promised in this passage. Would you like to see the promises? Here's the first thing that's promised. The promise is, if you remain in Jesus, you will be fruitful. That doesn't just mean kids. In fact, Jesus isn't talking about kids in this passage. But who doesn't want a blessed life? Have you met anyone who says, no, I don't want a blessed life? If you want to be happy, if you want... To live in the goodness of God, Jesus says, remain in me. And he promises you to bless you like a fruit tree laden with fruit. The second promise is that if we remain in him, you will know the joy of your prayers being answered. Again, have you ever met someone who says, I don't want my prayers answered? Or well, why are you praying, you silly fool? No, everyone wants their prayers answered, but Jesus says, if you remain in me, your prayers will be answered because that's for my Father's glory. And so, guys, I want to say remain in Jesus so that your prayers will be answered. And thirdly, the promise is that if we remain in him, you will have joy in Jesus. You will have Jesus' joy in your life, and your joy will be made complete. Again, have you ever met someone who doesn't want to be joyful? They want to just suck lemons for the rest of their life and have a face that looks like this? No. Jesus says, if you remain in me, you'll have my joy inside of you, and your joy will be made complete. Uh, it's almost like I don't need to preach anything more other than, guys, remain in Jesus. Amen? And I want to say to all of you as well if you want those three things in your life, the solution, according to Jesus, is to remain in Him. Zakele Nokafika. The fulfillment of your hopes and your expectations and your joy is all found in Jesus Christ. Amen. The second invitation in this passage is a little bit different. The first one is an invitation of positive. The second one is a warning of what will happen if you don't remain in Jesus. And so I want to say here, consider what the terrible alternative is. If you don't remain in Jesus, what will happen? And Jesus says in this passage, he doesn't leave it up to our imagination, He tells us what will happen if we don't remain in Him. Let's just have a look at that verse. Next slide, please. Do you see the underlying part? Jesus says, if you don't remain in me, if you are apart from me, you can do quite a bit. Is that what it says? What does it say? You can do nothing at all. And so... I wanna use this uh, branch as an example. This was broken off, thank you, Prince. It was broken off our tree over there. About half an hour ago, it was attached to the tree. It was living. It is no longer attached to the tree, but it's still looking okay. It's still looking green. You guys look great today. But if you are detached from Jesus, You are like this branch. What is going to happen to this branch over the next few hours? It's going to die. It's going to go yellow, and all the leaves are going to fall off, and it's just used for the fire. Jesus says, If you remain in me, you'll be fruitful. But if you are not remaining in me, you are slowly dying to the point where you've got no green, you've got no life, you've got no fruitfulness. And you'll be good for nothing. Jesus didn't leave it up to our imagination as to what will happen if we don't remain in him. If we don't remain in him, essentially we die. That's all that happens. Now, why did Jesus say that? Do you think he's being nasty? You might think, hey, this is a wedding. You should be a bit more upbeat. I want to say to you that I've been doing weddings now for 21 years, and I can guarantee you, Zakhele and I can guarantee you, every couple that have put Jesus first consistently have seen amazing things happen in their life. And every marriage that hasn't has seen hardship and sadness and pain. It's that simple. And so I want to say to you this morning remain in Jesus, guys. And I want to say to all of you, whether you're married or not married, it's exactly the same. You see, Jesus isn't actually talking about marriage here. He's talking about life. If you don't put God first, if you don't remain in Jesus, it will affect your life. If you do put Jesus first, those three promises are promises for you. I know that most people don't like being told they're headed for disaster. And you might even think that's inappropriate to say at a wedding. But I wanna say to you guys, if you don't put Jesus first, then there's no hope for fruitfulness and joy and answered prayers. And so I know that both of you have given your lives to Jesus. And because you asked Jesus into your life, he's joined you to him. And I wanna urge you to just keep pressing into him. I know that you guys asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. I want to say to you, if you haven't yet asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, today's the day, and He will graft you into Him. He will join you to Him so that His life will grow in you. At every wedding I've done for the past 21 years, it's 21 years in December, but I'm just taking it now. (laughs) Every wedding I've done, whether your name is Tux or your name is Angel and Stefano, or I could go around the room, I've read a quote at every wedding, and I even made a promise that I'm gonna read this quote at every wedding, but I've started realizing it's quite long. So on Friday, I wrote a poem for you guys on the basis of this quote, and so I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm gonna use it at other weddings too, okay? <laughs> and so here's my poem. Forgive me for my poor poetry, but let it hit your heart. And even if you're not getting married today, you can also take this one for yourself. I've called the poem First Things. Love God before. Love God more. And see what is in store for those who hear my implore. Seek your joy on the far side of their joy. Decide to find your joy in finding their joy. Sustained by love without a source, limits or end, enabling you you to faithfully love this best friend. Through the good and the bad, the glad and the sad, so that Jesus will be praised until the day that you raised my prayer for you guys is that you would take that poem to heart you'd put God first and then you'd put each other's joy ahead of your joy and you'd ask God to give you the power to do that so that the source of your joy is not each other but the source of your joy is Jesus in you and then you'll be able to love each other even when you're not lovely can you imagine she'll be not lovely sometimes? Nokafika, sometimes he's not going to be likable. But you can love him when you've got the love of Jesus poured into your heart. Amen. And so that brings us to the last invitation in our passage, the third invitation. And it's to what I would call a gospel-centered marriage or a gospel-centered life. And it's in verse 12. Verse 12 of our passage, Jesus says this. My command is this, love each other, and here's the most important word, as I have loved you. And so when you're trying to work out how to love each other, you're to love each other in the way that Jesus has loved you. And what this is saying is that we are to love other people, we're to love our husband or our wife with the same love and in the same way that Jesus has loved us. And so, how has Jesus loved us? Did he wait for us to deserve his love? No, while we were still sinners, he loved us. His love is what changes us. He, we didn't earn his love. He gives his love freely to us. And so, Zakele Nokufika, you two should love each other in the same way. Look to serve and to sacrifice one for one another and trust that the other person will obey this passage too. And as you reciprocate this incredible love, you will have a gospel-centered marriage and God will bless you abundantly. Amen. And the only way to be able to love like that is to receive Jesus' love into your own heart, which is why the poem the middle, the middle uh, of the poem, next slide, says, Seek your joy on the far side of their joy. Decide to find your joy in them finding joy. Sustained by a love without source. You are with limits. Your love mustn't come from each other. Your love must come from God. God is the only love without source. And He will then help you to love this best friend that you're marrying today. Amen.